have enough allergies. We don't need extra <laughs> allergy stuff. We already have the pollen dust cloud. We don't need pollen dust clouds from somewhere else. And so, thankfully, the Lord, that's another prayer support. The Lord sent the rain, and we didn't have to, this is a lot milder from what I understand than what they were anticipating. And as an asthmatic allergy sufferer, I'm very thankful for that. There was, you know, I was wearing masks all the time. Anyway. There was an earthquake in Mexico this week. There was, definitely. Oh, yeah, 7.4 on the Richter scale. I had a friend that actually, like, her, her husband lived there. Church of Ephesus, and I want us to start 
the very beginning. Ephesians chapter 1. When Paul writes his letter to them shortly after he had planted that church, he had been there and taught them about Christ, he writes them a letter saying, hey, greetings saints, greetings faithful, greetings to you who are living out your faith and are being blessed by the Lord. remember when mentality is actually something that happens to churches and has been happening to churches. Right back that love and feeling, sometimes things get a little muddled. Look at Acts 19.
teaching, ministering, changing people's lives in Ephesus to the point where they believe. The name of Jesus was magnified in the revival happening. We see in some of the verses that those who can practice sorcery would burn their books and flock to God. There was even a riot in the city. Why? Because people began to realize that things are better with Christ and that only Christ can bring change. True change. And the people who didn't want change got a little angry. Acts 20, Paul gives a farewell to the elders in Ephesians, starting in verse 13, and he tells them to be on guard, to be aware. He says, I am going someplace dangerous. And he would spend the letter talking about how to be one in Christ, to be made alive in Christ. He prays that their strength in the spirit may be growing. 
that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith, that they be rooted and established in love. That they have power, together with all saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that they might be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. And then, so that he who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And he strives in verse 4 about unity in the body. And unity comes from living as children of light. To be awake, watching for light that makes everything visible. Being careful how we live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. He talks about how wives and children are to interact with each other. And he leaves them with the advice we see in Ephesians 6, 10. How to put on the full armor of God. He says, in your daily life, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always be praying for all the saints. He leaves them with some words, right? That sounds like a great morality, right? Sounds like they should be able to stand firm, right? He gives them sage advice. And it sounds like everything should go great. This is our lesson. Hey, great. Ephesians had a great start, didn't they? And they were given some very good tools that we actually still use in the church today, right? How many of you, even as kids, have heard about putting on the full armor of God? 
Revelation 2. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write these words. To the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands, I know your deeds. I know your hard work and your perseverance. not tolerate wickedness, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. That sounds great, right? Could you imagine the Lord saying to the church, you know what? I know your deeds. I know what you've done. I know what you're doing. I know that you Work hard. I know that you persevere. I know that you do good. I know that you cannot tolerate evil. That you speak out against it. That you have found those who are false teachers and call them out. That you have persevered and endured hardships for the name of the Lord. And you have not grown weary. You kind of think Ephesus, 40 to 50 years later, was still going strong, don't you? Sometimes you even call it out. 
you worked and persevered. In the name of Jesus, that you forgotten one very important key. You have forgotten love. You have forgotten to show the love of Jesus and what it means to put that in action. And it says straight up in Revelation when he's talking to the church of Ephesus, if you can't bring back that love and feeling, then you won't be a light stand anymore. In other words, I'm going to withdraw my power from you. I'm going to take away the light. Ephesians, the church of Ephesus, who started off so great, right? Burning bonfire from when they were burning their books of witchcraft and things like that, right? And yet they forgot to stoke the fire when they lost that light. they get to know the truth, the way, and the life. Today, as body of believers, Looking at it all through the eyes of love, of the Lord's love. We've read before in James where he says, you know, faith without works 
and works without faith. Or like a stool, missing legs, right? You may be able to balance for a little bit, but eventually something bad is going to happen. You're going to end up on the floor and you may end up hurt. We fail to soak the flame of fire through love. We fail to see the world through love. If we truly lose that loving feeling, then what indeed will happen to us? You see, the Church of Ephesus had faith. They knew what to do. They knew how to do it. They could legit, could, we learned about it in Ephesians, right? They would get up every morning and put on the full armor of God, wouldn't they? And then they would forget. Sometimes, in their intolerance of the wicked, they were just straight out intolerant. We don't have to hate somebody that we disagree with. Just because we don't agree with them doesn't mean that we still can't show the love of Christ. If we as a church today don't want to go the same way the church of Ephesus did, we're going to need to understand one very important thing. That as a whole, we need to bring back that loving feeling. We need to show love, God's love, to one another. We need to be a voice of love, of God's love, to each other. And in certain times, that might mean that our voices may need to be a little louder. That our actions need to be a little louder. That we need to let the Lord use us. We're reminded of a song we teach children. This little light of mine, what do you do with it? Let it shine. Let it shine. 
Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bush? No. Oh no. I'm going to let it shine, right? What about let the devil it out? No, you're going to do what? Let it shine. Now. Christ is that light, right? And Christ in us is that light. And what does that light mean? Christ's love. God is love. Christ is love. And so that very light, his light in us, is his love for the world. That is what shatters the darkness. It's what breaks the shadows that shroud our hearts and the world. We don't have to change. Another song gives us some sage advice, right? All you need is love. Have you guys heard that one at least? Yeah? A couple more people than just the one that. Anyone? All you need is love? Okay, I see a couple more nods. We're going to have to have a special music Sunday. <laughs> But I want you guys to think about that. Is all that you do framed with love? Framed in his love? Is it the light within you? And is it a light that you share? for the Lord's law to fill you up to the uttermost. That you might be able to spread and show his love to the world. 
bringing light into even the darkest corners. As it fades, we invite you to take this time in prayer. Thank you.
You guys go in peace and be blessed until we meet once more in his house.